This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. Canopy Group would like to thank State Farm, American Family, and Liberty Mutual for all of their future ads. These ads are delivered every six months to your mailbox via your insurance bill. These companies' insurance premiums are increasing disproportionately to the market. The sad news is your agent cannot do anything about it. Your agent has no options. So when you go to your mailbox and open your six-month policy that has yet another significant premium increase do not panic think the canopy group we have 16 different options for you not just the one you have had all these years you deserve options the canopy group only offers annual policies that limits the insurance company's ability to increase your premium to once a year rather than twice a year like most companies coming soon another six-month policy increase for you remember don't panic contact the canopy group at eight 800-967-3389 or at thecanopygroup.com. Get those options. Oh, it's fun. Crazy. It's painful, but it's wonderful. What is the name? It's Roycey Unchained. And yes, it is. And Patrick, what is on your mind on this Tuesday? Uh, your most recent tweet that we have another coach who doesn't want the other team's colors in his. Why don't these guys grow up? Why don't they act like adults, for God's sakes? If some idiotic Packer fan's going to offer me $1,000 a piece for my two tickets and help me pay off the overcharge I get from the Vikings, I'm going to take it and watch on TV where the game's better anyway, right? Yeah. So why do we do this? Why? What? what I suppose it's like, I think they have a big list, and these are the things that you're, uh, you're supposed to hit on and, uh, you know, don't take videos of our uh, don't take videos of our practices, which are showing nobody anything, and uh, and don't sell your tickets to a Packer fan. Okay, right. That's they'll be they'll still going to be. I got news for you, Kevin. There's still going to be eight thousand people in from uh, wearing Green Bay colors in the uh, in the uh, Ziggy Dome on uh, opening day. So I think. Used. I think the tendency, Pat, of a young football coach especially, and that that, that could be uh, Kevin O'Connell or P.J. Fleck, is to try and control everything they absolutely can, not yeah. realizing they have no control over most yeah, things. Yeah, you can't control uh, most things. Now, you can control uh, to some degree, and the Vikings have done a great job of this, of uh, criminal behavior and stuff like that. You can't control the criminal behavior. You can you can control that becoming into the public's knowledge. You can have a big security staff to take care of that. And uh, I think you can do that at the college level now, too. So uh, that, that's the one thing they can control. We'll never again hear about 13 DWIs in 18 months, because if there are, they're going to manage to cover up 12 of them, right? So With a with a Roycey column and a map of all map, of the places. Do not be in this area between, uh, what did we say, uh, 10 p.m. on Thursday and uh, 6 a.m. on Monday or something. Stay out of this area. We had a, 
Some of the fellas didn't think that was as funny as I did, but that's the way that goes. You know, well, they so. brought it on themselves. I don't know yes, why yes, yes, why they wouldn't did. chuckle at it. I tell you what, the hard part was coming up with the chart. We had a we had the date and you know of, of the basically the address for thirteen DWIs. That takes some research because we didn't have the internet then. You know, you had to go look stuff up, right? Yeah, that's a lot of time back then. That, oh my that God! That, that took forever to uh, get get that uh, out there. So, anyhow, uh, I see we have another capacity. What is the capacity out there? Because whether it's a soccer game or a football practice, we announce it as capacity, but it's always different. What's 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 the uh, what do we consider capacity? So I looked Six, this up. Maybe? I looked this up last night, and I and I found that they say that it is a seven thousand seat stadium with the potential to be expanded to ten. I guess if you do something, but I think right now it's supposed to be seven thousand. Okay, all right. Well, so then they had they claim they had seventy five. Now, did they charge you again in last night? Uh huh. Oh yeah. Just normal practice fee. What's practice cost you? Ten bucks. I think ten bucks. Ten bucks for adults. Five bucks for kids. Something like that. All the time. Yeah, I think, yes, I think this is the first year it's all the time. Okay. Well, I uh, would not be attending. Oh, you, if I was a fan, I would not be going. Did you go last night? Oh, I have not missed one yet, Pat. I've okay. seen every practice so far. How'd Jalen Mon look? Awful. Terrible. Um, <laughs> he, he actually, his arm's not bad, but if he doesn't get his first read quickly, okay, he just sits back there and waits and waits and waits. Oh, he doesn't. So they told him to stop taking off, or because it's a scrimmage, you can't take off. No, he or could, they, they but I think quarterbacks to run in, in scrimmages or not. Uh, yes, they don't. I I think that they're okay with that. But the thing with Mond is everything. If it's not his first read, mm-hmm. he just he just tries to process it, and it takes forever. He can't play right now. Mm-hmm. He 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 would be sacked probably at least two downs every series, or have to throw the ball away. Okay. What's uh, uh, so? What what was the live action last night? Then were they hitting each other or not? Not really. No, it okay. was a, it was a full padded practice with mm-hmm. team drills, but there is no scrimmage to it at all. Like it's not mm-hmm. a scrimmage at all. Okay, and so we don't have and we and we don't have one. Of, we're we're not going to do that against an opponent either this year, right? What's we're that? Not practice go play somebody. Oh no, San Francisco. Oh, Two joint really? practices at TCO uh, next week, but before the the preseason home opener is a week from Saturday against the Niners, and they're going to bring him in. The Niners going to come in and practice huh? Wednesday, Thursday. Next How week. much hitting is there in those? There won't depends, be much. Depends there, there, on the coaches. There's not much. Not that we usually get a fight, though, don't we? Isn't it kind of for the for the publicity of it to show how much you care about your club that you have to get in at least one fight during those scrimmages right you know they did this with denver last year and i don't even think we got a fight then wow and the, the days of the good dust-ups seem to be gone yeah the good uh the good brawl with uh well you know i mean they used to practice against the chiefs and hit each other right well they and broke they that were- one guy's leg when they were over in river falls yeah right yeah that river guy's falls, leg right? snapped and for me was apoplectic <laughs> as he should have been yes you uh you know that's uh, there's no sense in uh that is one of the uh that is the only thing that the union has accomplished in 20 years is to uh cut down on the uh the ability of coaches to beat the crap out of them yes mm. besides that they've done nothing nothing they've lost everything yes 
Yes, they have. Happily. So, uh, speaking of the uh, league, what's uh, how how this this guy that uh, Goodell uh, appointed to hear the the uh, Sean Watson case? Yeah. How much is he in the league's pocket? Do we know uh, anything about this guy? Is he like uh, a reliable league guy that's going to give him twelve days, twelve games at least, or a season or something? I don't know much, but I think that basically, so so if I think, and again, the union is unbelievably ineffective. I think yeah. what this is going to be is the judge, the arbitrator passed down six games, right? Yes. I think I think the league is just going to tell this guy, make it a season, and I think he'll just do that. Yeah, and then that's final. Yes, then that's it. Nothing, nothing well, you can do. You they can, can sue. To, you can take him to federal court, but that generally Correct. gets tossed. It depends upon which federal court you get in, too. If you, uh, if you, for instance, take a federal court, and I think Ohio's probably got a, a rather conservative judgeship, so uh, you, you, you got to somehow get the case moved to California. <laughs> I don't think Brady that. had had his Deflate Gate hearing in New York, right? I think Did he it? took it to court. Yes. What did he end up getting? Four I games. Remember. I think four games. Yeah, four stupid. games. Stupidest scandal in the history of American sports that that, that this was some kind of terrible cheating. It was mm-hmm. the NFL is so stupid that they they should have said, We don't care. What the hell? You know, leave us alone. But Foot, they football. it's all about PR and they knew that uh, people were looking for an excuse for the uh Patriots being so dominant, so they had to come up with something. Mm-hmm. But it was idiotic to say the least. So anyway, that's, uh, that's my, uh, that's my Viking summary for the, uh, the, uh, (laughs) I'm sure I'll see you out there at TCO someday soon. Mm -hmm. No. (laughs) Uh, Supposedly that restaurant next door is pretty good. Although a little pricey the way it sounds. Yeah, I will. I won't be going there. We made it into, uh, they made it into five things we ate this week. I think I told you that. Yeah. And they had a rib there, some kind of a rib that they like, but it costs 33 bucks for a rib. So uh, I'm sure it's a substantial rib. It can't be just a rib. Right. But uh, 33, uh, 33 bucks was that was that item. So we're, we're not going there. So. Hard pass for me. Mm-hmm. That's true. And that's a hike, too. That's a drive from, from me and SLP. That's like half hour at least. Far too I long. went on a tirade, and you guys have had the same problem with Kirk Cousins uh, beating up, beating it bloody. I went on a tirade with Suchi yesterday on Monday Sports Talk, Monday yep. Night Sports Talk. On, I'm lit, I turned on the radio. I was out of town, so I'm driving back, and I turned on the radio. And they're talking about Kyler Murray and Deshaun Watson, and which one is a bigger predicament? And uh, the, the, the Kyler Murray addendum on his contract, and and then I turned on the radio again, and they're talking about the Kyler Murray uh, and Deshaun Watson. How long? How often can you talk about the same crap over and over again on ESPN? Hours and hours and yes. hours of the same crap. I yes. don't get it. I think they have five talking points. Yeah. Quarterbacks, LeBron, yeah. KD. I'm serious. It's yeah. the same thing recycled over and I, and they don't talk. They they would rather talk about tiddlywinks than baseball. 
I know. I was going to say, what would it take? I guess you need a really big scandal, right, to get into the conversation about baseball, right? Do you, yeah. There's they they never mention it. They do a forty minutes. Anything could happen. Last night, you know, the the Angels can hit seven home runs in a game and lose. It doesn't make the conversation. Correct. It's you're more likely to hear about the Premier League. Yes. On ESPN. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Baseball mm-hmm. and hockey do not get discussed. No, even though they have both of them on their airways, which is uh, in. Well, you knew baseball was in trouble when they canceled baseball tonight, right? Yes. They run it once a week now on Sundays or something. Yes. And then once football starts, they won't. That, yeah, no, it's, it's not there. It is incredible. Pat, for God's sakes, the Little League World Series is on right now, and they talk about that more. Oh, God, they, they do talk about the I Little League World that. Series a lot more. I despise that event. Our, our Minnesota boys got to beat North Dakota today to get to the final. That's that's they uh, they got them on uh, Tuesday did, afternoon. Did they make it to the uh, tournament? Yeah, they did. They if they beat North Dakota, they'll go to the regional final and play. I believe Nebraska or Missouri, but they already have one loss. So whoever loses between North Dakota and Minnesota, I believe they will be out. Somebody twice. Huh? Yeah. Where where's our team from this year? Coon Rapids. Same Coon same Rapids. one as usual. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Coon Rapids is the dynasty. Yep, they are. They okay. usually are the ones that go. God love them. I, uh, you know, I think they're a bad influence. They're such little hot dogs. They're a bad influence on major league players. You know, <laughs> the they're bat flipping. They, they, they bat flipping. You know. Remember that kid that waved goodbye about seven, eight years ago? That was terrible. Yeah. He should have been suspended <laughs> for life. Bad influence on major league baseball players. We, we try to play the game with respect, and then he got these little bats <laughs> all, uh, all playing like a bunch of jerks. You know, I have, I have always said, Patrick, I do not pay a substantial cable bill to watch twelve-year-olds play baseball on my television. You're pre anything not. you're preempting. I don't want you to preempt. But now they don't they they do regional tournaments too, right? Yes, I mean, they do it forever. Yeah. Yes, it's odd, man. It's uh, I don't need it. No, way back when I was uh, in a situation financially where I had to get out of Duluth, man. I couldn't have had any place to live, right? Yep. So I, uh, no, wait, this is when I went to Duluth. The other option I had was the Republican Eagle in Red Wing. Oh, yeah. I had that, and they were going to pay more than Duluth, like 90 a week or 100 a week. But I went through their old papers, and they had – all this little league baseball stuff and all that stuff. And I said, I'd rather go up to Duluth and uh, freeze to death, cover nothing and make no money than uh, have to ever write the name of some 12 year old little league player. So wow. Passed on the Republican Eagles. Yes. That was, uh, you know, just uh, the 20 something. Huh? I, I said at what? I was 22, 21. I was twenty then. I was twenty. I was looking. Wow, yeah, yeah. that's quite the yeah. statement at a young age. I like it. Of course, I made more as a copy boy than I did at either of those places. Oh yeah. Well, the strip when I started as a as a copy boy, was, you could make a living off that place. Better than the outstate. Anyway, yeah. I uh, little league baseball. I don't care. I you know now if Coon Rapids gets to the finals, okay. Well, well I'll, I'll see what the score was. I'll check yep. it out. So. I agree. 
I agree. Right. Nice to see Coon Rapids is still a power in something because they've gone in the tank up there in their other sports. <laughs> Terrible. And remember, they used to be a football power. Now they now they're the fourth best team in their uh, school district. Oh, I believe that. Yeah that that landscape as a whole has changed a ton. Mm-hmm. Did, do you know it's a really small school now? Jefferson. Bloomington oh, yeah. Jefferson. Yeah, right. It used to be the hockey powerhouse, and it used to be the power of Bloomington at one point. I think mm-hmm. now it's uh. Didn't they have? Did they? They had three high schools once. once yes, they? Lincoln, Jefferson, Kennedy, Kennedy, and Jefferson. Jefferson. Yeah. And Lincoln closed when I was probably in grade school, mm-hmm. around eighty. Well, I'm so old that I remember when they had one in high school, and they were some beasts. Lemon oh, yeah. Dino were the beasts. Dino's getting, you know, Dino's smaller too now than the, mm-hmm. than the rest of the ones they're playing. So anyway, Clyde Turner died today. Uh, former golfer, 1970, and I just discovered, and they hadn't announced it yet, mm-hmm. they were going to induct him into the Hall of Fame, uh, the Gophers Hall of Fame, uh, next month. Oh, I don't really? know why they hadn't announced it publicly yet. But those guys, the 72 team, of course, the uh, ones with the scarlet letter because of the riot with Ohio State, the Big Ten title. It's amazing, some of those guys. Corky Taylor, who was right in the middle of it, ended up being a community, lived here for uh, decades and ended up being a strong community guy. Clyde, social worker, basketball clinic, he ran forever. Legendary on the, basically on the south side is where he did his uh, basketball clinic, but Ben Johnson played in his camp, and John Thomas Page played in his camp, and they all played in his camp. I just talked to Ben Johnson. He still has the trophy as the best shooter in Clyde Turner's camp, and he said, there are some good players that year, too. I must have had a hot week or something. But uh, Clyde was, uh, you know, just turned into a a um, uh, real, real community guy, and, uh, and uh, he'd gotten – uh, Kenny Foxworth called me a couple months ago and told me that he wasn't in good shape and that I should do something. And of course, I didn't get to it. And now, uh, now Clyde has passed from this veil of tears. But uh, it, that I, they had a reunion this year. The, the surviving members: Clyde's dead, B. Hagen's dead. Uh, I mean, Clyde wasn't then. He got to go to it, but Corky was passed away, and uh, and B. Hagen had passed away. Uh, but they had it at Hoyts. Wish I'd been there. Could have been some stories told. Winnie came in. Oh, that'd be great. Winnie came in, and some of the guys came in for the Jim Brewer. I think was back, and uh, you know, it's uh, it, it's amazing that how many of those uh, athletes came in here from out out of town. You know, someplace else, uh, yep. especially basketball players, and they stayed here for life. Not because yes. they, they just ended up being Minnesota guys, and that's. Uh, Ariel McDonald lives here now, and uh, you know, yes, Willie Burton's moving back. Vikings players have done the same yeah, thing. Right. Remarkable yeah. guys, you know. They had list that, of guys uh, who stay here. And Lakeville had the compound out. I mean, uh, yep. they had the compound out in Lakeville for years. Yeah, yeah. The, the Vikings did that, but part of it is mm-hmm. not in the college, but part of it with the Vikings is, you know. Wally Hilgenberg could buy a house and know he was going to be here for 10 years, you know? I mean, they they stayed. They just they knew where they were going to be working the next year. That's not the case anymore. They, and they got jobs, too. Yeah, well, a lot of them. In yeah, the summer, yeah. they, they, yeah, they, they got real their, jobs. Yeah, they had to, we, that's one reason we didn't have a lot of mini camps and a lot of off-season workouts <laughs> and stuff. They were going to work. They were, yeah. uh, hey, 
I hope we lose this playoff game. I got to start my job January 1st. The bottling company just called me. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to fire me if I don't start January 10th. Oh, the twins were that way too. You know, Bob, Bob Allison went to work and with the Tom Moore bottling company before he ever played a game for the twins. He came to town. The first thing he did was find a job and he ended up being a running the thing for a while. But the, his nickname with the, with the twins management was bubble up because of the, the, the <laughs> Uh, I can't remember who somebody made Bubble Up as the rival for Seven uh, Up. Bubble Up was a, a pop back there. I remember and the they, name. They, and then he was whatever whoever he was distributing for distributed Bubble Up. So uh, Jimmy Robertson and Billy and those guys always used to call him Bubble Up. So that was you know that was a little bit of a different world to say the least. Uh, the uh, twins. Uh, I, I like Miller's piece today about the. Uh, you knew the numbers were frightening, mm-hmm. but I mean, what we talked about this this morning. What do you pay the bigger penalty for having these guys face the batters the third time around, or what you do to your bullpen by making them pitch that many many innings? You know, it's. I mean. It's a it's a quandary to say the least. You got you got to have pitchers. The bottom line is you got to have pitchers, starting pitchers, who can face a batting order the third time if you're going to accomplish anything and accomplish anything important during a regular season. Absolutely. I got a question. What has happened? Uh, and, and it feels like at least here it has quietly disappeared. What's happened to the bullpen long man? Yeah, you're like right. it feels like we're all one, yeah. two, one, one. What what's happened to the dude that just comes in and you don't really care about his arm? And he somebody gets innings. knocked out in the third, and he, then he came in and pitched through the seventh. Yes. Know? What what's happened to that guy? I don't know. I guess uh, I, I, they're just they're so fixated on one, 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 one. Yeah, Guardy and I used to always have that argument. Guardy'd always say. I uh, I had to use my whole bullpen, and I said, "No, you didn't. You used you had four innings to fill. You could have used you were losing. You had two guys. You could have used two guys for two innings apiece. You chose to use them one inning apiece, and now you say you blew out your whole bullpen. Yeah. So, hey, when's Guardy? Are those guys all going in the Hall of Fame the same weekend? Tovar, Gladden, and Guardy. You know. I think next so. Week, it's next weekend. It must be. They must be doing it Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Okay. I think so. I I I know that Gladden and Tovar are going in the same mm-hmm. day, but I'm not sure that. Uh, they do not, spread it out now a little bit at least. Yeah, but I think they're gonna. Guardy must be Sunday, and I I think that I, I'm not sure, but uh, if it's a, I guess they're calling it Hall of Fame weekend. So. Yes. Yes, they are. So Correct. anyway, and I, I'm pretty well relaxed now as far as the, I get Camille. No, there's still one. No, there's still one. Well, Halsey is. Get Halsey I, in. Well, that's got to be done just by acclamation. That I know, should, but you're just, the guy. They should just say it. Why just don't they it. just announce it? Correct. Halsey's in the Hall of Fame. But I will Instead not rest of, until you get that one. For some committee to vote him in. No, and, and it's like, so... The writers can't do it. It has to be no. done by the team. No, so it doesn't yes, appear just, on our ballot. It doesn't right. appear on our media ballot. No. So just have Dave St. Peter say, there was a room named after him in the Metrodome. We're yes. putting him in our Hall of Fame. I've no one will even notice. This. I told you guys this. I've been telling them for 10 years. You need a veterans committee 
and it can be me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the committee can be me. I'll tell you who to put it. It would have been Pasquale, Tovar, yep. and then the one remaining one would be Al Worthington. Yeah. That uh, was when you get some of the relief pitchers you're putting in, you got to, you know, let's face it, they're running. They're running low here, right? Yes. And they want names that will draw fans, I think, now, yes. too. Yeah, right, that's that's part of the problem. Al's ninety-two. I don't think he's gonna. Yeah, Al's not gonna that. draw a bunch of. I people don't think the you. people that saw him pitch for the full of Giants are gonna be coming back up here to watch the game. So, but you know, if you want to be, if you want to base it on on contributions, uh, you know that which is what it should be based on. But glad uh, he's going in. It's an interesting case. Marginal mm-hmm. as a player, and he's going in as a player, but certainly. There should be a Hall of Fame for contributors slash players, right? Yeah. And, and two championships, I yes. think, take you to a different stratosphere a little bit. Too. Yes, yeah, that you do. Yeah, I, I have no complaint with it, but, uh, you know, it's just, you know, he was, uh, I mean, he was uh, very important. They didn't have a leadoff hitter. And right. I remember he told me when I was out there doing a, piece last year on the, or during the pandemic, uh, I'd forgotten that he didn't play much the first 40 games. Kelly had the, uh, Oh, in 87, he didn't, he would be like seven, 19 games or something. And they were playing other left fielders hmm. and glad he, after 40 games, you know, cause Kelly's thing was 40 years. You find 40 games, you find out what you got. And then 80 games, you get in position and 40, the last 40, you try to win. Or mm-hmm. lose, whichever it is, but uh, glad he glad he waited till the forty of the game and went in and said it's time to start playing me because I'm better than the rest of your guys. And I started and Kelly agreed with him and started playing him in left field. But Rocco was, would have been like, what, what, "What are you talking about? We've got to look at the numbers." I think that I did the first forty games. He played nineteen something. Wow, started, I didn't remember that at all. Nineteen or something. Yeah, I that team Mark. Mark Davidson and who the hell else do they have in left um, field? Later? Was Bushy handsome? Bushy might have been playing. He might have been. Yeah. He might have been. But that team made some some massively important trades: the Gladden trade and yeah. Reardon trade in the winter. Oh, oh yeah, they, and Jeff they Reed decided, was a big prospect. They decided to, uh, you know, take a. Uh, they'd been bad. Yep. 80, 84, They had the the team that was terrible on the road, but ended up in the last week. And then they were terrible again in 85 and 86. And they went out and got rid What are they doing here? But uh, yep. as the great Bob Gethard always said, we were just trying to about two 30 in the morning with a big scotch in his hand and a cig- the ever present cigarette. And he said, we were just trying to get organized and we won the bleeping world series. <laughs> so, <laughs> they were, the twins were as shocked as anybody that they uh, won the world series that year. So they traded yeah. prospects though, man. Huh? I, I said, they, they, they were not afraid to trade prospects. No, no, they were Jay Bell in uh, the Burt deal with Cleveland. Like they, they yeah, dealt, they, they dealt from the top deck of the then prospect pool. Yeah, Jay, yeah, they did think Jay Bell was going to be a really good player. He ended up being a kind of a utility infielder. I think he might have been a regular once or twice, yeah. different places. But uh, so we got the MLS All Star Game here tomorrow. Is that going to be on our airwaves, or don't we get the uh, don't we get the uh, All Star Game? From the look on De- Declan's face, 
he knows as much as I do about that, which is we have no idea. <laughs> we haven't been told yet? No, I'm guessing that, that we, we've been told Judd and Dex just haven't uh, paid attention. You know what? Yep. We should have the game on. Yep. But we should do the Spanish. We should do the Spanish broadcast because the Mexican All Stars are here, right? Yes. Plan. Yes. And there's so much more interesting because if somebody scores a goal, the guy has a hernia. It takes him like 20 seconds to tell you they scored a goal, right? The. Uh, oh, that guy's uh, great. Yeah. Mexico. Yeah, I think we should do the uh, run the uh, Spanish speak. Are you going? I uh, know. I believe we have our uh, soccer expert, former cover, uh, f- former beat reporter for the Kansas City Somebody's, Lavelle E. Neal III got that one, I believe. Oh, he does. Okay. Soccer aficionado. The man acts, who, like he's in, acts like he's interested. The man who called for the head coach's job the last time he went to Allianz Field. Yes. Yes. Much to the chagrin of the head coach, from what I heard, <laughs> who had a nice, friendly 15-minute conversation with LaVelle and then LaVelle wrote, I should fire this guy if he doesn't get a striker or something. Yeah, I basically said, <laughs> if he doesn't do this, he should be gone. Meanwhile, that our team, our Looney Tunes, remember the, the first 14 games, the first 14 games they'd scored 15 goals. 15 goals in 14 games, now they're scoring three a night. But they're hemorrhaging goals now. They're, yeah, they're, they're hemorrhaging. Their defense yeah. has gone on the fritz. Uh, yeah, is, but this has got to be better. Got to be better. It's more exciting. It? I saw goals expected rate in their last game. They gave up the uh, third highest goals expected rate all season. They, you know, they're the analytics are saying they're giving up too many goals, too many chances. You know, it's if indeed they were a, a louder group of people that got more public than any of us paid any attention to on Twitter or something. Cause they're the, the hardcores are down on Adrian Heath, right? They're, uh, they're, yes. uh, they, they, something oh, yeah. they don't like about him. I don't know what it is. Yes. It is, it is, is, is it is formation. I think that's, I what think that's ordinarily the big six. soccer fallback. You hate the formation. Okay. Okay, you hate the formation. I think you're I, right. How do you know what the formation is? I've watched some of these games and I can never tell what the formation is. It's not for so us to know, you, Pat. Even if you start like one, five, whatever the hell, if they all run up forward, it's it, it's all intermingled anyway. It's not, I mean, it's like, okay, we're in a one, five, and the, I got a chance to go in there and get a rebound and score a goal, but I'm not going to do it because I'm supposed to be back on the back line. Is that what they're doing? Yeah. No, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I think you just send them out there and tell them to score some goals. You know, I don't believe all this nonsense. One, five, three, two, or whatever the hell it is. Three, seven, eight, nine. I don't know either. You know, I tried. I really did. I spent, I wrote, (laughs) I went out to North when they were out to, uh, Blaine a couple of times, some games, and tried to get into it. And then I went to a game at the – I went to the introduction of the franchise at uh, CH, CHS Field. I went to a couple of games at TCF Bank, and I've been to a game there. But it's just how these guys watch the game and a ju- and a, and a, a judge how some backfielder played who wasn't involved in the – you know, unless he – kicks the ball away when somebody's about to score or something. How the hell do you know what they're doing? I don't get it. Just didn't. I guess you don't grow up with it. You don't get it. Didn't you you watch a game with uh, 
McGuire at one point at uh, TCF yes. Bank Stadium, then TCF yes. Bank Stadium? Yeah. Yes. And uh, I got up and left at halftime and never came back without telling him. <laughs> did, did, did he ever call you to find out if you're okay? No, he didn't. He was grumpier than hell that day. They had like 22,000 and he was upset. Thought they should have more people. You know what he I think? Little, he was a little surly. Your problem is, Pat, the what? scarf. I think well, you're I so offended by the scarf <laughs> that, that it colored how you see the entire sport of soccer. So, scarves, it, scarves are bad enough in the winter, right? In the summer. Yeah, I'm not much of a scarf. scarves in the summer offends me greatly. You see some guys walking around there, and it's, you know, 91, and they got a T-shirt on, and they're wearing a scarf. What the hell's wrong with you? You know, that's, yeah, I don't, yeah, I hate the scarves. I hate the, uh, I I hate the scars. I got all kinds of hell for uh, suggesting that it was. Oh, I used the word. It wasn't manly. <laughs> that didn't go over too well. That was five years ago. If I did it now, I'd probably get fired. Yeah. You, yes. Yes. You. You would be canceled instantly. Wear, it wasn't manly to wear a scarf in, in the summertime. I think I wrote, and, but I would never do that again because I've learned my lesson. No, it's yes. But I you would, still hate scarves. I so. would just say that to my friend. I hate scarves. Yes, I do. Hey, last thing. Uh, where where does the Rocco meltdown on Sunday rank in terms of, of Twins managerial meltdowns? Oh, not going to get in the top 20. It was pretty good. But if, What's first? Mock in Boston? Mock in Boston. Mock in Arlington was might have even been better. He did the same thing in Arlington, but it might have lasted longer. <laughs> Uh, Gardy had six of them worse than that, you know. Yep. Gardy, yeah, Gar- yeah, he- Gardy had six of them worse than that. Gardy got an incredible number of ejections, you know. He was, what, wasn't he in the 80s or something? Oh, I'm sure he was, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Ray Miller had a couple, but they were so artificial. It was like Ray was, I think Rocco was genuinely irritated. Yeah. I think the rabbit just thought he should go out and raise hell, but, uh, I'm not real remembering Sal Sam Mealy much. But Martin, of course, yeah, we had Martin too for a year, and you know he'd get kicked out five, six, seven, eight times every year. Did TK did. meltdown ever? Like he got ejected, he but I don't. Five, I think he had five injections in uh, his entire time. Uh, yes, the one night I saw him really hot was uh, the guy was in the league for who was the plate umpire. He was in the league for uh, a long, long time. He was still in the league 20 years later. I can't remember who it was. And uh, Kelly came out and just told him how bad he was. And he was taking, you know, that he was a, that he basically was embarrassing the game, you know, kind of like Rocco, except Rocco was mad at some, you know, some right. not at some character. Yes. But he basically came out and uh, told the guy that he was so bad behind the plate, he was embarrassing the game. And uh, that, and and stayed for a while, and stayed for a while, which was – and I, I talked to a couple other umpires about it, and they said, yeah, the guy must have really been bad for people. <laughs> Kelly would just put up with it, you know. Right. He just yeah, figured, he rarely he, got he just figured it didn't – he figured that they were a vengeful lot who – would you know they had so much power when he managed, especially yeah. in the you know 
eighties and nineties that he figured if he if he abused them, they'd screw him. You know, so they he didn't do that. Although Larusa, you know, abused the hell out of him and seemed to get the benefit of the doubt uh, a lot of the time. So, but yeah, Kelly was. Uh, I, I just saw him once, basically. I don't uh, just just once. I I can't remember. Was he? The Corey Klasky slide in the second Milwaukee. I think he got hot. That was at the Metrodome, and I think I think he got hot that night too. That they ended the game by calling a calling a double play because Klasky knocked down the knocked down the second baseman for Milwaukee. Oh, okay. Jimmy Gantner, I think, mm-hmm. ran him ran him over. Boy, I'm testing my memory on this one. That's though. good. That's I good. Could be, I could be off, but I think that's the night that Sid screamed at the umpire. Uh, was we were down there waiting to get into the up, you know, down at the other end to talk to Gantner, I think. And uh, and Sid, the umpires came up and Sid started screaming at the umpires. And uh, I can't remember where the umpire was, I'm thinking Jim Joyce, but that might have been too early for him. I can't remember who it was, but the umpire then wouldn't let us in. I went nuts screaming at Sid. What I the people who saw that one remember me calling Sid every filthy name known to man about what an idiot he was that was down here trying to report this thing and you're you're acting like a jackass. So it cost you the opportunity yeah. to talk to the umpire. Yeah, we didn't get to talk to the umpire because right. the umpire would have. That's back when you just knocked on the door. And right, you could go in. Most of the time they'd let you in, but yeah, Sid uh, got him so miffed that he wouldn't let they wouldn't let us in. So. I'd like to say I'm surprised by that, but I'm not surprised at all. No. I was surprised that uh, I called Sid some words I didn't even know I knew that night. Uh, <laughs> I'd love high, to have that recording. There's about 12 people around at a very high volume, and I, I was not putting on a show. I was PO'd because, uh, you know, you're trying to report what happened at the game. That was back when the, you know, he had a 12-15 deadline, and the yeah. game ended at 10 o'clock, so you could go downstairs and write a write something that made sense instead of writing for a deadline for a game that just ended 30 minutes after deadline. That's uh, yes. the way it's done now. So. I have a feeling that the Patrick Royce agenda and the Sid Hartman agenda were two very separate things. So Definitely. Uh, yeah, Sid already had his uh, stuff. So, so uh, anyhow, uh, yes. yeah. Uh, I'm uh, working on a Clyde Turner column here. Talked to a few people today, and uh, they've, I've, I'm just – I talked to my guy, Pat, at J.D. Hoyts, and uh, he said there was some great stories told. And I said, why the hell didn't you invite me? But uh, I, guess, uh, I guess that crew uh, had a good – it's nice that they got together one last time. So. Definitely. All right. We will talk to you for Unchained next week, Pat. All right, gentlemen. Thank, Thank you. you. You've heard me discuss my relationship with Josh Arnold for some time. The reason I advocate that you give Josh a call is simple. Trust and results. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions. As has been said, uh, through all of our relationship, past results do not guarantee future returns. And while that is true, Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. You can understand that Josh will make sure you are not paying more in fees than you are seeing in returns. Yes, that is more common than you would like to think. Do yourself a favor and have a booking with Josh for the four. 
48-minute free evaluation. This is a no-obligation meeting. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. You will be glad that you did. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Patrick Royce is a paid endorser. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.